Hello, my friend. I'm Allison, and I want to welcome you to the Energetic Sovereignty Podcast. This space is all about energetics and sensuality and how to enjoy the process of life as it unfolds. On the show, I'll be sharing tools and resources for how to intentionally use energy and sensuality to go to the next level in any area of your life. I trust that this podcast will find you in the exact moment you need it and give you everything you need right now. May you be uplifted and inspired to embrace the unknown and taste all the delicious sweetness of life. Cheers to your expansion, my friend. We're in this together. All right, this episode is a little bit longer than the episodes I've had in season two so far, but it is seriously like magic. It is chock full of really deep and lovely wisdom. This is like one of those episodes that you might need to listen to like two or three times to just really sink into, but we are going to go into the book called The Five Regrets of the Dying. Um, We will go through each one and it is just a powerful powerful episode and each of these regrets is just so interesting and unique and something to reflect on in your own life so I hope you enjoy this episode you might have to break it up into a couple parts again it's it's dense it's rich it's magical it's full and life-changing if you allow it to apply to your life and do so so enjoy the episode hello friend okay I literally cannot withhold myself from creating this episode because it has been on my heart and it is just such a powerful topic and concept and just like if you want to absolutely shift your life in a powerful way right now like this episode will absolutely put you in alignment with stepping into that truly. So anyways, I posted a reel yesterday and I only really post reels. I really only post anything and do anything (laughs) these days when I'm super inspired to do so. And as I was creating the reel, um, what came to mind was a lovely book that I had read many years ago. Um, I first saw the author interviewed on a Marie TV, um, Marie Forleo, who's a lovely business coach. Um, I saw her interview this author on her show and she was a hospice nurse in, I think like England or I don't know. I think I might be making that up. Um, maybe it was like New Zealand or Australia or something. She has this really lovely accent. (laughs) Bottom line, love the accent. Okay. Not from the U S anyways. Um, And she talked about, I don't know how long she had been a hospice nurse, but for like many, many years. And of course I was drawn to this episode because I'm also a hospice nurse. So, and I love just the topic of, you know, like living your life fully and like of the concept of, you know, meta stuff and death and transitioning and life and spirit and energy and all of that. Right. Um, y'all are like, no, that's crazy. We didn't know that (laughs) about you. Okay, back on track. Anyways, okay, so I had read that book a long time, or um, seen that video, and then that inspired me to read the book, and it's a really easy, lovely read. Um, maybe not easy read, it's a deep read for sure, but I love, I love depth, right? I love going deep in many, many ways. Okay, we're not trying to turn this episode in a sexy direction. Anyways, okay, so this book came up 
to my mind as I was creating this reel. And the book is called The Five Regrets of the Dying. Okay. And this hospice nurse, basically over her like, I don't know, 20-ish plus years of being in hospice, she saw this pattern of what the top five regrets of people who were dying, what they were. And she started to like identify the patterns of really similar themes um, and specific themes, right, that were coming up for people over her many, many years of, you know, being in hospice and, and working with the dying. Um, and so anyways, I was inspired uh, yesterday like that just like came up in my awareness and my consciousness again, like, oh yeah, goddamn, that book is fucking awesome. And then I was just like the whole day after that, I was just like thinking about that and that book and the principles and the concepts were just like in my energy field and in my awareness. And I've just been like not able to let it go <laughs> for the past like couple days, um, not couple days, couple hours. And I've just like even woke up thinking about that book. It's just like so potent. It's so it's so powerful. So I just wanted to share all five of them with you. And then I wanted to talk a little bit about the main one and just kind of like go into some things about it. So let's just see where this episode flows, shall we? So the first, okay, I'm going to read these to you. I just pulled up a picture of them. Okay. So the book is actually, um, It's called The Top Five Regrets of the Dying, A Life Transformed by the Dearly Departed. And her name is Bonnie Ware. No, Bronnie. Sorry. B-R-O-N-N-I-E Ware. W-A-R-E. And I'll put a little, I'll put that in the show notes. Anyways, okay. She is lovely. So the first, like the top regret of people who are passing away, people who are dying is... I wish I'd had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. Take that in for a second. I wish I'd had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. Woo! Powerful. Okay. The second biggest regret that people had as they were dying was... I wish I hadn't worked so hard. Mm. So good. The third one, I wish I'd had the courage to express my feelings. I wish I'd had the courage to express my feelings. And honestly, I'm like getting emotional reading that one. I feel like, um, I feel like this is a big one, right? Because how often like do we live in this place where we either don't want to feel our emotions or we don't want to connect with them because they're so intense, right? And not just like, not just the negative ones, right? Not just like grief and sadness and anger. Like when we numb emotions, we numb the entire range. So if you are unwilling to feel and experience the depth of negative emotion, you are also numbing your ability to experience the higher elation, bliss, pleasure, joy. And I learned that from Brene Brown. She talks about you cannot selectively numb. You cannot be like, I don't want to feel anger, but I do want to feel joy. Like, it's like 
you can't selectively numb emotions. It's like either you're willing to feel them and you feel them or you're not, (laughs) right? And so that, this one in particular is clearly really, really hitting me because I think in my experience and most of our experience, right? Especially like when we're young, we're super open and we're super like, aware of and aligned with our emotions, right? Like if you see a toddler in the grocery store and they like don't get something they want, like they will feel all of the emotions (laughs) about not getting what they want, right? Like they will fucking lose their shit without caring what other people think as they're having a meltdown in the aisle, right? Like I've literally walked in the grocery store (laughs) and seen like a three-year-old on its hands and knees, just like banging the floor because it couldn't get this like cereal. Its mom was like, no. And if you have kids, obviously you know this. I don't have children. So I just have to like witness, you know, other people's children. But it's like kids just have this innate like ability and knowing that it's like okay and natural and like normal to like feel your emotions, even if they're completely irrational or even if they're completely like, um, not pleasant to the people around them. Right. And so let us all take a lesson from the three-year-old pitching a fit in the grocery store that we are meant to feel emotions. Right. And then I, um, I have an older sister and she has, um, she has four kids, two of her, two are her biological kids. And her first daughter is, uh, eight now, seven or eight now. Yeah. Eight. And um, it's just been such a joy to watch her grow up because she like will not withhold her experience and expression of like joy and laughter and creativity. It's just astonishing. Like it's so beautiful how like, again, she's so willing to like play and have fun and like go on an adventure and be excited. And then she's also like so willing to like have a breakdown and cry anytime she feels like it. It's just so beautiful and pure and um, life kind of like edits that out of us, right? Like we start to realize like, oh shit, like people don't like it when I cry or people don't like it when I get upset or people don't like it when I, you know, express this, right? And so we start to like slowly or sometimes quickly if there's a big trauma, right? In your life, especially in childhood, um, like close your heart to those feelings. Oh, there's a squirrel out my window. He's so cute. He's so cute. Okay. Sorry, back on track. (laughs) I literally was like a dog right now. Like squirrel. Um, there's like so many squirrels and stuff outside of our window, which is super fun. I love it. But my dog Bubbers goes kind of wild. So I had to put him outside. Anyways, lots of tangents in this episode. Um, So yes, feeling all of our emotions, right? As we get older, we start to realize based on like picking up on social cues or sometimes even like direct, you know, verbal, like being punished for experience emotion or experiencing certain emotions, right? We start to close our heart and we start to think that it's bad or wrong or we're unlovable when we express certain emotions or we feel certain emotions, right? And so we start to like um, compartmentalize ourselves and be like, it's okay to feel this emotion, but it's not okay to feel that emotion X, Y, Z. So healing this really starts with being willing to like feel your own emotions and look at your own emotions and feel safe in that experience of emotion, the entire range, right? First and foremost with yourself. And then what I feel like this 
this principle is talking about in this third one about like what was the exact wording sorry I want to get the exact wording I wish I'd had the courage to express my feelings um okay so first of all I think it's about like the first step to that is reconnecting with your emotions for yourself, right? You can do this through journaling. You can through do this through mindfulness or awareness practices of like, if you're feeling an emotion, just like sitting down to like be with yourself and just ask yourself like, what is the sensation within my body right now? What am I experiencing, right? It might be like, I'm experiencing heat or I'm experiencing tension or I'm experiencing pulsating or I'm experiencing like, a lot of times for me, a really intense emotion feels almost like someone's choking me and not in a sexy way in like a, like my neck gets really hot and it's almost like my throat chakra gets like blocked. And I just like feel this intense, like heat and discomfort around my chest and throat area. Like that's kind of like one of the main, like intense physical sensations that I feel. So when you start to just go, okay, emotions are literally chemical reactions. They're physical experiences in the body. And when you can just sit with them, right? Like you sit and you're willing to sit in the physical sensation without letting any thoughts dictate that, right? Like I'm not like sitting, when I sit with an emotion, thoughts are going to arise, but I just observe them and I don't attach to them. I'm like, I don't even know, need to know what the thought is behind this. All I need to know is that I'm having a chemical, physical, visceral experience and I'm going to sit with it and be with myself as I have this experience because this too shall pass. And just like anything else, the emotions and the chemical reaction in our body is metabolized. So there's like a rise, a peak, and then a decline and a fall of that emotion. So if you can stick with it and feel it all the way through, that's what's going to release it from your body and your energy field, right? So once you're able to like really start to sit with your emotions and have that emotional intelligence and be with yourself, that then increases your capacity to both hold space for other people's emotions, right? When they're having an experience, as well as being able to open up about your emotions, right? Like I'm a really big believer in like getting good and clear and clean and like safe within yourself And then from that aligned, rooted, grounded place, like going out into the world or like a relationship or welcoming other people in. Like I believe that on every level. Like I think understanding yourself, loving yourself, communicating with yourself, feeling your own emotions, like first, like you doing you. And then from that place of you being grounded in you, then taking action, right? It's like... So often the world teaches us like, go out, you know, do other stuff so you can feel a certain way. Go out and try and get something from someone or the world so that you can have an experience or so that you can feel grounded. And it's like, the reality is it's actually the opposite, right? Because when we're seeking validation, when we're seeking safety, when we're seeking love, when we're seeking security, when we're seeking um, value, attention, um, whatever we're seeking, from another person or a job or a situation or just life in general, we have it backwards, right? Because life is just a mirror of who we are. And so when we give all of those things to ourselves, when we connect with ourselves and get grounded and rooted in ourselves, that's when we can then extend out into the world. Or at least that's my understanding of reality and that's what's worked for me. I'm coughing, lots of throat chakra, speaking my truth over here. Um, 
And this honestly goes for everything, including sex and sensuality, right? Like I really truly believe (laughs) that it is super healthy to like connect with yourself sensually and connect with yourself sexually and love yourself and really like embrace who you are and your body and like figure out what you like and figure out um, what makes you feel good and grounded and like satisfying yourself sexually first and like understanding yourself sexually first to then welcome someone into that space instead of like again I was raised in religion and so like I was taught the opposite like I was like masturbating was not allowed like any type of sexual whatever was really like shamed right and then (laughs) I got married and was like oh shit like I literally have no idea what I like and it took my husband and I many, many years to like figure out, um, and we're still learning, right? And we're always like evolving and changing and growing. I'm not saying you have to like only like what you like and then never change. Like we're always evolving. But the whole point of that tangent (laughs) is figure out you, right? Experience your own emotions, understand yourself, love yourself, get to know yourself from that place, extend outward, right? Then welcome other people in, then take action from that place. Because once you get rooted and grounded and aware of yourself, you will, the action that you take in the world and the things that you attract from the world are going to be so much more aligned than if you're searching the outer world for something that it can never give you if you're unwilling to give it to yourself first, right? All right. That was a lovely, deep, you know, tangent. Okay. We're moving on. The number, number four, um, fourth, biggest regret of the dying is I wish I had stayed in touch with my friends and I really love this one um I think part of this one for me at least is about like embracing the season of life you're in right and some seasons of life we have a lot of friends, you know, some seasons of life we're busier, we're involved with more people. And then other seasons of life, we might be a little more inward and we might not have as many social connections, right? So I think this one, at least for me, how I interpret it is like embracing your season and appreciating the people in your life and like forgiving other people and forgiving yourself, right? I think sometimes relationships are broken, you know, friendships are broken um, because of like small petty things, right? That don't really matter. And a lot of times those things are like issues within ourselves that we're projecting onto other people. So I think, again, this comes back to getting things right within yourself and then like appreciating and embracing the people in your life that you feel really aligned with in that season. So I love that one. I wish I had stayed in touch with my friends. So yeah, maybe take this one and ask yourself if there's like a person in your life, a friend, a family member, um, or, or maybe someone who like, here's the other thing about this one that I'm getting from spirit is that like, maybe there's people in your life that you are acquaintances with, or you're like kind of friends with, that you really feel good with or you really feel aligned with or feel good around, invest in those people, right? If there are friends in your life that are just feeling misaligned, being be willing to let those go to then create and free up space and energy and time for maybe investing in some new people or people that you're feeling drawn to or called to or just feel really aligned with, right? Um, so that's kind of what my interpretation of this one is like, Staying in touch with friends that that you have that feel aligned, but also like being willing to 
branch out and like invest in maybe some new friendships that you're feeling more aligned with, right? And then number five is I wish that I had let myself be happier. And this one makes me want to cry too because honestly, like all any of us really want in life is to be happy. Like from the person from the like spectrum of everyone from like the person who is you know considered the like nicest most saintly righteous perfect person to like the worst person the serial killer the like you know child molester the whatever and everyone in between the thing that we all have in common is that we're all desiring and looking for and searching for and trying to figure the fuck out how to be happy (laughs) the thing that every human on this planet has in common is that we all want to be happy and the crazy thing about this is so often the only thing blocking our happiness is us (laughs) the only thing blocking our happiness is us a lot of times we feel stuck. And when we feel stuck, truly what we're stuck in is our perspective and our limitations of society and what the limitations we've placed on ourselves, right? When I work with clients, and I've seen this in my own life too, when I feel like I can't do something or can't create something or I'm being blocked by something, most of the time it's actually a block in my like, in my mind about what I'm willing to do or not do, right? Like a lot of times people are like, oh, I can't have that. I can't do that. I can't create that. I could never live that type of life. And the reason they're saying that is because what they're really saying is I care a lot about what people think. I don't believe in myself. I don't love myself. I don't feel worthy of it. Like that's what the real block is, right? The real block is not that you can't quit quit your job and pursue a totally new career. The Like problem is not that you can't, you know, get out of your current relationship and like find out how to be happy single. The problem is not that you can't travel. Like the problem so often is that there's a block in our perception of like our personal power and what we believe that we are worthy of or capable of or deserve or can have right? And so this, I wish that I had let myself be happier is so powerful because again, so often the block to our happiness really is our own limitation on ourselves, our own perception, our own kind of um, fears, right? Fear around stepping out, fear around disappointing others, fear around opening our heart to show our true self, fear of failing, fear of... um, making a mistake, fear of being judged, fear of which all of that really comes back to like other people's perceptions of us, right? So take this one today too and just ask yourself, where am I maybe withholding and not allowing myself or not giving myself permission to be happy, right? And a lot of this too can come back to like gratitude. So often our brain's like, here's why I'm not happy. Here's why I can't be happy, right? When in every now moment, both things exist. So yes, in this moment, there are like a shit ton of reasons why you can't be happy. But also in this moment, there are a shit ton of reasons why you could be happy, 
right? And it's all about where you're choosing to focus. And I've talked about this in basically every episode. It's like where your focus goes, energy flows. And our personal power always lies in our free will to choose where we place our focus and attention. So it's like if you're only looking at the flaws, only looking at the limitations, only looking at the problems, only looking at the issues, you're going to stay in that place and perpetuate those. But if you're just aware of the limitations, aware of where you're at right now, right? Where you're at right now is not wrong and the problems that you're in are not you know, not real, right? Because they are real, right? Like you need to pay rent or you have to show up to your job or you, you know, you're in a relationship that you're in, right? It's not about that. It's about being aware of the problem and then turning your eyes and tuning to the solution like I talked about in, was it my second episode maybe? About matching with the, matching with the solution or rising to, to the solutions. If you haven't listened to that one, it's a good one. But, um, Yeah, so it's about being aware of the limitations and then intentionally placing your focus on good things, on things that are happy, beautiful, right, right? There's a verse in the Bible um, that talks about um, put your attention on what is good, what is pure, what is righteous, like what is lovely, like think on such things. And what that verse is really saying is this concept of attention, right? Where you're placing your focus and attention. And it's all existing right now. It's all available. So the shit is available to look at right now or the good things, what is working, what does feel good, what is alive right and we as powerful creators get to choose where we place our focus in every moment so intentionally shift right intentionally shift um ask yourself where in my life am I maybe not allowing myself to feel happy be happy experience happiness or see and perceive the happiness that's already in my life right like ask yourself what are the things that make you happy are happy are good in your life right now and focus on those put your attention on those. That's how you can absolutely shift. Okay. I think this is a little bit of a longer episode, but I just want to go back to this first regret, which was, I wish I'd had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. And kind of this like last one too of I wish that I had let myself be happier and I wish I'd had the courage to express my feelings. Like honestly, basically all of these, I took these to heart and just a quick story to with the intention to kind of like have you turn back on you and your life and how you can maybe make a shift. But I really took these principles years ago and just really ran with it. And I had to kind of, it was definitely a process, but I took the time to explore, to be open, to get curious as to truly what I enjoyed and and to get to know myself and what makes me happy and feel aligned. And for me, again, so much of that is energy work, spirituality, um, personal development, mindfulness, nature, music, sensuality, pole dancing, um, you know, sexuality, like relationships, um, pleasure, bliss, like creativity, all of these things, major, major truth speaking moment. All of these things are who I am and what really make me come alive and that I'm really passionate about. And again, I came from a family where all of this stuff was taboo and shamed and looked down upon. And so I want to invite you 
to maybe open up today to get curious as to where you might be living your life according to how other people want you to live it or what other people expect of you or where you're being limited and holding yourself back based on other people's perceptions of you. Again, I posted two reels yesterday all about this, um, but truly letting go of the need to control how other people perceive us, right? What would your life look like if you truly decided right now, today, that you were at least going to start to go in the direction of where your soul, your heart, your body, your mind, your truth, your authenticity is pulling you and calling you towards. There is a concept that Tony Robbins shared years ago and it brought me to tears and it's just guided my life ever since. He talked about how there's two forces in the universe, pushing and pulling. And he was basically saying, When you are pushing and trying to force something, it takes a lot of energy, right? If you're trying to force a relationship, push a relationship, force a job, force your body, push yourself to do things, right? That is a huge energy drain with very little result, with very little yield from as much energy expenditure. There's like really minute um, yield from that right? You can absolutely get results, right? Like you can force yourself to exercise for two hours a day and like starve yourself. I've done it. It's a lot of work and it has, it's like so such little yield, (laughs) right? On the flip side, being pulled by something takes energy to actually like withhold, right? If you are being pulled in a direction, if you are being pulled by like towards something, right? If something is like captivating you, if something is like drawing you, if something is like calling you to the core of your soul, right? It's, it takes more effort to resist that pull than to go with it. It's like a river, right? If a river's flowing and you're trying to like go upstream you're like pushing and forcing right but if you turn downstream and you start swimming you're going to be like yield huge results right because there's something pulling you calling you there's like the the universe is the wind at your back in that situation right and so asking yourself and taking maybe like zooming out like spirits giving me the image of like zooming out like almost like on a map (laughs) of your life right and looking at the different aspects in the different areas of your life asking yourself where you might be or where you're pushing and where you're pulling right and really start to commit (laughs) to flipping the script on those Letting go of what you're pushing and trying to force, right? Letting go, surrendering to that, right? And then leaning into what is calling you and pulling you and beckoning you, which is truly your soul calling you in the direction that you were always destined and meant to go, okay? Also, of course, The direction that our soul is called to us sometimes requires us leveling up, whether that's skills, 
hard skills, soft skills, right? Sometimes it's about learning how to feel our emotions, learning how to process our emotions, working on our mindset, um, you know, letting go of relationships, letting go of things that are no longer serving us, letting go of habits, right? Looking within. Sometimes these are actual hard skills, like taking a class, taking a course, working with a coach. Like sometimes that's, you know, taking action, you know, setting some boundaries with yourself, (laughs) setting boundaries with others. Like sometimes it's a mix of both of these things to really pursue and go after and go in the direction of what our soul is calling us to. So I just want to invite you today to take a look at that, right? And to really commit to living the life that you truly desire and that you know is right for you and letting go of other people's perceptions, expectations, and their dreams and goals for you, right? Because at the end of the day, you came here to live for you. You came here to live your life, right? You didn't come here to live their life. And I found from personal experience, because it was really a challenge for me. I grew up really codependent. And so when I started making all of these changes, and I'm telling you right now, the way that I live my life and everything that I'm doing in the world for the most part is not what my parents intended, right? I love my parents so much and we have an excellent relationship. It was not always that way and there was definitely huge healing and growth and forgiveness on both sides to really get to the place that my family and I are at now. But I had to let go. I had to make this decision. I was like, do I care more about making my parents proud of me and living the life that they wanted for me? Or do I care more about enjoying my life, being happy, living in alignment with my soul and living the life that I believe that I came here to live? And when I chose that, the funny thing is, for a long time, again, it was tough, right? Like my parents are definitely not like telling everyone that I'm a pole dancer or that I have an OnlyFans or that I'm an energy coach or like anything like that, right? And so, you know, my dad used to be super proud, like, oh yeah, my daughter's a nurse. And like, yes, I am technically still a nurse. I don't work as a nurse at this moment that I'm recording, but like actually now that I've come on the other side, my parents really are proud of me and who I've become. And I've really um, blazed a new trail actually for them to follow and I've overcome things (laughs) that they're now asking me for help overcoming right like I've broken broken cycles that I was scared to break free of because I thought that if I broke free of those cycles I would lose my family but I was willing to risk that and now on the other side of it it's actually the opposite my parents and my family are super proud of me and they seek me out for help with things that they're trying to change that they've seen that I've overcome, if that makes sense. So a lot of times we feel this fear of going beyond our um, family or going beyond kind of like the culture that we grew up in or like the community that we grew up in, right? Like we feel a sense of like aloneness or like fear or like unworthiness to go beyond the limitations of the people around us, whether that's like, again, breaking free of like, you know, anything, right? And that was really scary at first, but I just realized like, hey, I'm not like everything that I free in me 
is something that then empowers me to help others find freedom in as well, right? If I'm still stuck in a limitation and a problem, I can't help anyone get out of that, (laughs) right? So it's about turning towards you and yourself. And I really truly believe that when you step into your soul's highest alignment, when you step into the life and have the courage to go beyond your own limitations, beyond the limitations of others, to live your life truthfully in integrity with your soul, what you feel is true for you, that is the greatest gift that you can give to your family, to the people that you love, to the people around you, even if they don't understand at first or even if they don't ever understand. The energy of truth and authenticity truly heals on deep, deep levels that are sometimes unseen, okay? So having the courage to step up, to step forward, to step into your power, to own your truth and authenticity, and to be willing to live your life on your terms, right? That is a gift to yourself, to everyone you love, and to the world at large. All right, my friend, I feel like I was a little all over this place, all over this place, all over the place in this episode, but I hope it was helpful to you. I hope it uplifted you and gave you whatever you are needing today and may it inspire you to, again, really live your life fully. This is our one beautiful life. And even if you believe in, you know, multiple lives or, you know, continuing on after this, Know that you're never going to be in this body again. You're never going to be in this same dynamic again. You're never going to be in the world as it is right now again. So even if you do have another life, right, or other past lives or future lives or quantum lives, right, it's never going to be this moment. This moment is truly unique once in a lifetime, no matter how many lifetimes you believe in. This moment, this life, this body, this time, this space is so special, And if you are willing to be present with it, to be yourself fully, you can taste the delicious, sweetness, electric aliveness of this moment in this life that is such a gift. All right, my friend, I hope you have a wonderful, beautiful day and we will talk again soon. All right, friend, that is a wrap on another episode. I know it was a bit longer than the episodes I've had in season two, but I was on a freaking roll. (laughs) And honestly, this episode, like... It's just so special to me because I really like, I'm not bullshitting when I, I really feel like these five concepts hold so much truth and so much wisdom and so much power. And if we can really apply them to our life, they can absolutely change our experience and give us the courage and the momentum and the inspiration and the, the power to really live life on our terms, right? So that when we get to the inevitable point where we are all transitioning out of this body and out of this lifetime, that we don't have those regrets, right? After I read that, I was just like, you know what? Especially that first regret. There is no way I'm leaving that planet, leaving the planet with that regret, right? So I hope that you can take this and always apply it to your life, right? Wisdom and knowledge is beautiful, but it's really the application of what we learn that 
really makes the change in our life, right? So as always, if you would like support in your journey, if you would like coaching, a single session, if there's something that you would like to work on, transitioning, a relationship, losing weight, you know, whatever's coming up for you in your life, I would love to connect with you and support you on your journey. If you are wanting support and wanting help and accountability and just helping move past the current limitations so that you really can create and live life on your terms. Um, I will have all the links to how you can connect with me in the show notes. And I will also have, um, the title of the book and the author in the show notes as well. Until next time, my friend, I love you dearly. May you have a wonderful, lovely, beautiful divine day.